Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Brown Petri Dish. Um, kind of. Brandon is actually in Florida this week, so I went ahead and did the episode without him. Um, with his permission, of course, he was cool with it, because we couldn't find a time to record before he left. Um, and we, I didn't want to have anybody new on, because I didn't think that was fair to Brandon or the guests. So I uh, had two past guests on, Carter Doherty and Jimmy Killius, two of our two of our good friends in comedy, and uh, it was a fun conversation we didn't play any news clips it wasn't really a traditional episode of the show we just kind of talked about what's been going on caught up with carter a little bit talked about his new girlfriend talked to jimmy about uh starting being the host of lbt and uh, an incident that happened there last week that was uh kind of surprising somebody that you wouldn't think would get punched in the face got punched in the face so tune in to hear that story later and uh we did we did do a comedy clip though we uh i picked i picked the clip this week because they already picked one and i didn't really feel like they should be able to pick another one i don't know i just really wanted to have hannibal burris on the podcast because he's one of my favorite comedians and we haven't had him on yet um Hannibal Burris isn't on the podcast. I'm sorry, his clip is on the podcast. Um, his New Orleans jokes, one of my favorite jokes of all time. So we talked about that a little bit and how uh, what we like about Hannibal and what makes him so great. So, yeah, we did that, and uh, we talked a little bit about the news. We just didn't get it in any news clips. So a little bit different, but I think you'll enjoy it. So thanks for listening. Yeah, man. Um, Jimmy didn't show up last night. What the fuck? Show up? Oh, at the funny stop? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I was so hungover, I couldn't move. Dude, that's um, how I feel right now. Who, who is there? Tammy Pescatelli or whatever the fuck her name is? Yeah. She's uh, really, she's probably like the probably the, the best headliner. Oh, dude, she's funny. Shit. Stop gets murders every time. Was it a good show? Yeah. Did you get a guest spot? No, I got one Friday night. I didn't get a grindstone because I got forced to work Saturday morning. So, mm-hmm. but and the grindstone doesn't start till nine now, so kind of late to drive back from Berea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did uh, How did Cam do hosting? He did pretty good. He did pretty good. Cam hosted. Yeah, he did pretty well. I told him uh, the one thing, and like I've meant, I've been meaning to tell him for a while when I see him host, is that like he would like take a minute like while the comedian was on stage to wipe off the wipe off the mic and like yeah. and and like he it just like kind of threw the momentum off of the show a little bit and i and i told him like to bring a just bring a wipe up with him and do it while he's talking yeah you know it's a it's an awkward thing dude but like when i do a lvt and i have to do it, it it's so awkward because it's like one it's like it's like a skill you don't really like need to to be good to be good at to like get down because like we're on like you know the tail end of the pandemic so yeah i feel like it 
doesn't matter anymore. I, I, I sometimes I forget to do it. So I'm like, dude, it's fucking St. Patrick's Day at LVT. You guys clearly don't care about <laughs> like, why am I pretending? Like, there's I don't, fucking a million people here. Yeah, I don't wipe off the mic at my show, but it's a college <laughs> bar and people aren't even like it's not even like it exists. Dude, I think I'm always gonna use mic covers from now on because like. Even before the pandemic, like my first year doing comedy, I got like very sick, like three, three or four times. Yeah. Like, because comics don't like cancel shows for being sick. Like they just come anyways. Oh yeah. Even if you have a cold or like, yeah, it, it, it is gross. If you think about like how many people touch the, that mic and it, think about like, it, it just goes back into like the basement of the bar, you know, it doesn't get wiped down even at the end of the night. Like even, you know, like pre pandemic, it was, it's <laughs> it was just like a thing that like a million people touch and you don't even think to like disinfect it. Yeah. That's- We're definitely going to keep like wearing masks and shit and like all that stuff that like, uh, you know, like not, I don't think social distancing, but like standing like six feet apart, like in a line or something. Like, I don't think that's going away. I don't think, uh, yeah, going away. I mean, people like, like my dad, my dad has COPD. Like, he'll probably wear a mask like forever now. Like, you know, like whenever he goes, yeah, public. I think it looks cool. I look like a Korean boy band <laughs> uh, singer and, uh, I, I feel sexy when I wear a mask. What about you, Car? Are we recording? Yeah. So did I just show up super late into this recording? Let me start. Like, is this the? No, I just started it when you came on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, how's your how's how's college, Carter? Super dope. Are you are you in the attic of your house? Yeah, this is my bedroom. I share it with somebody else. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, you and this dude just sharing a bed. Yeah. <laughs> sharing his uh, bed. That's his. And then mine is right there. Cool. What do you do if you guys bring like girls home? I lock the door. I I usually spend the night at my girlfriend's. Oh, you got a girlfriend. You got a girlfriend. Little Carter has a girlfriend now. Think you're fucking better than me, punk? (laughs) What's her name? I'm better. Riley. Riley? That's... I've I've met an equal number of boys and girls named Riley. Same. That's a that's a pretty name. Is she pretty? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think so. Is it that girl like I saw on your Instagram that like it looks like you've never taken a photo with another person? <laughs> okay. It would be so much better if Carter was like, "No, she's fucking ugly, dude." Yeah. <laughs> I'm ashamed of her. <laughs> That's cool. How long have you guys been dating? Uh, like we met the week I got on campus, and just have been hanging out since. Did you tell her you love her yet, and that like no. you want to get married because you're in the military? <laughs> no. You're gonna like marry her super quick, I bet. No, she's uh she's going to med school and stuff. Marry like, right right now, or she's gonna go to med school. She's gonna go to med school. Oh, okay. She like got a super high MCAT score. How old is she? She's twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if she's yeah, going she's, to med she's school, a junior. If she's going oh, okay. to med school, I would take Jimmy's joke and turn that into an actual thing and marry her very quickly. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's your road to doing comedy 
<laughs> I know. High key, high key trying to, uh, I'm trying to just be a stay at home <laughs> comedy dad. Comedy dad. One yeah, on the road all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Where's Brandon? He is Brandon is in Florida right now. He's, oh. he's one of the he's one of the spring breakers getting arrested in Miami Beach. Yeah, getting like tear gassed and shit. Yeah, but because what? what they they're in a state of my uh, emergency in Miami yeah. because they have like the coronavirus is so high or whatever. Because Florida just didn't give a fuck the entire year. Yeah. And what's funny is my buddy my buddy that lives in Florida that I went to high school with he like. Every time he calls me, he's talking about how they're so much stricter than us and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I have the news. Like, I, <laughs> I, I can see things. You can't lie to me. Yeah, that's weird because I, I have a friend in uh, Florida, and he's like, yeah, dude, uh, nobody wears masks. Like, um, there's no, like, limit to, like, people in, like, coming in clubs. Like, clubs are still open. Nobody's social distancing. Uh, the bar stayed, well, this is, this is when we still had a curfew, but like the bars would stay open until like four or whatever. He like came up to visit and he was like, what the fuck's going on? Like everything's closed. I'm so bored. I'm like, yeah, it's a pandemic, dude. He's like, yeah, it's not like that in Florida. I'm like, that's gross. <laughs> gross place. I mean, I'd never want to go to Florida anyways. So like. Have you ever been? It doesn't bother me. No, because I have no desire to go there. Like to me, Florida. Really? I don't get why people hate on Florida. It's fun. To me, Florida is like is like old people, hurricanes, and alligators. Like I don't, I don't see a reason. My three favorite things. <laughs> why would? Why is this the week Brandon chose to go to Florida during college spring break? I don't. I don't think he went. I don't think he went to Miami or anything. I, I don't know where he went. No, he. I think he told me he's going to. Um, like the old part, like Sarasota or some shit. Like oh, all- Sarasota. I, I I don't know. Maybe that's where, the, um, that's where the Indian Spring Training used to be. I think. Uh, like so, it's so, like a place where a bunch of like old people live, or like he's getting wild in like spring break and like just fucking Doing ball. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's exciting. It's exciting that I'm getting the vaccine on Thursday. It's also also pretty exciting that I get paid to miss work on Thursday, so I can stay at LBT late on Wednesday night. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hopefully nobody gets punched in the face. Yeah. Oh yeah. I heard yeah. about this. You're damn news travels fast, y'all. Some gossipers. I heard I heard the story from somebody at Funny Stop last night, and I. Uh, and well, I guess you don't have to say the name. And I was wondering, uh, I was wondering, like, how close to the truth it was. What was the story? I heard, I heard, that? like, I heard, like, there was like an argument inside at LBT, mm-hmm. and and like comedians were yelling at somebody. The bartender was yelling at somebody, and then like Joe Briggs, like walked outside and put a cigarette in his mouth, and then somebody came up and punched him in the face. That's uh, that's pretty accurate. Uh, so it was like this table, the six top of like just drunk white trash, like the whitest of like white trash, like some to kill a mockingbird white trash. And uh, they kept talking when I was doing like my host set. So I'm like, I didn't even say anything mean. I'm like, I'm doing a crowd work, like the drunkest lady there. She's shouting out like I have to address it. I'm like, Oh wow! Like you've been you've been drinking all day. I was like, isn't it isn't it past your bedtime? Like 
shouldn't you be in bed like uh, watching Madlock or something? And I'm just having like fun with her, and she's laughing, and she's so drunk, like she has to leave. Like when she gets up, she slams her face into the door when she like tries to go. Like that's how drunk she fucking is. So they get her out, and I think it's settled down. And her brother, who I thought was her boyfriend, because they were very close to each other that night, uh, comes up to me. He's like, <laughs> down, down, down. "They're not mutually exclusive." Dog, my sister, like that, you motherfucker, and he's getting in my face. I'm like, "Dude, all right, like you know, we're doing a show. Like she was yelling out, like you can stay, but you got to be quiet and can't yell out like that." And his two friends are like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be cool." And this dude's still getting in my face. He's like, "You motherfucker," blah blah blah, and that's when um, uh, uh, two. Two comedians like say something like they like to have my back, you know. They're like, "Oh, is there a problem? Like, don't fuck with Jimmy." Or it was like two friends of a comedian. I don't really know who they were. And then uh, Joe Briggs like says something to, like, "Have my back." He's like, "Are you okay, man?" Or like, "Do you need help?" I'm like, "Nah, I got this." Like, everybody sit down. And uh, so I'm like, "All right, you're out of here, dude." So I get the bartender to like, kick him out. And like, she doesn't do it in the best way. Uh, I get it. Her nerves were like probably shot that day because it was like 10 o'clock on St. Patrick's Day. So everybody at this point was wasted. Like the bartenders, these people, comedians. I was sober because I knew I had to be sober because I was hosting. And uh, we get him outside and uh, he's still freaking out and like blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, Joe goes outside to smoke a cigarette and puts a cigarette in his mouth and just gets clocked. And then like we run out, me and uh, Evan Poor run out to like pull, pull him off this dude because we don't want Joe to get like arrested on St. Patrick's Day, and uh, yeah, like yeah. punched him, and then his buddies just like threw him across the street, and they like ran away, and I was like, y'all are some fucking bitches. There's always a goddamn incident uh, every time I host, but nobody got stabbed in the neck with a box cutter. So <laughs> that happened at a different bar in Lakewood that night. Really. Yeah, I was at, like, before I went to LVT, I was at this bar called The Kenilworth, and, uh, like, two blocks down the street, because you know how, like, Lakewood is, there's, like, a bar on every street corner. Two blocks down the street, there's another bar called uh, Riverwood, and, like, I'm outside smoking a cigarette with my friend, and we see all these cops, and there was, like, six police cars and ambulance, we're like, all right, that's the underage bar, where, like, they don't ID, so, um, I probably shouldn't say that on, uh record no they id all the time uh but anyways yeah so there's like all these cops are like what the fuck happened like i assumed like somebody just had to get their stomach bumped uh then i got like i looked at the news and i was like yeah somebody got stabbed in the neck neck with a box cutter it's fucking insane what is it with people using box cutters as weapons and like uh it's easy they're like more (laughs) it's like i i think it's like less illegal to have on you than like a knife Cause it's like a work tool. You can be like, Oh no, I wasn't carrying this to like murder somebody. I have to like cut up boxes at work and I'm coming from work, you know? Yeah. Whereas like, as opposed to like a knife, like it's like, well, why are you carrying this? Cause you were going to like stab somebody, you know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you like think about it that much that you're going to carry a box cutter so that you have a better explanation for the cops, you're probably carrying it on you to kill somebody. No. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, <laughs> I think they're like sharper than a knife too, like because it's like a razor blade. Yeah, it's just a razor blade, like a pocket knife. Like most pocket knives are like pretty, pretty dull. Yeah. But you carry on you, Carter, as a weapon, as your weapon of choice. Fists. Fists. I have a crowbar. That's oh, really? my daily weapon. And if somebody ever breaks into my house, I'm I do too. Like, Mine says Supreme on it. What your crowbar? <laughs> I have a Supreme car- crowbar. 
What? Like with you? Not with me right now, but back at home I do actually. Where did you get that? That's hilarious. He paid two dollars for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah, I bought this to go for like hiking on the trails because I was like really high in hiking for like weeks. And it's a bear attack. And then like after I was not high anymore and I already had it, I was like, what am I going to do with this thing? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. Carry it with you. Like when you're out in like public and, and stuff. No, never. It's yeah. Just, see, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get people that carry like a knife uh, with them. They carry like a little pocket knife and like offer oh, protection. Like, what are you going to do if you get mugged? Like, you're just going to fucking shiv somebody yeah. a thousand times just brutally. Like, I know I don't have that in me. Like, I'm a pussy. Yeah, no, I bought it, and now it gives me something to fiddle with when I'm doing podcasts. That's, that's about it. <laughs> Helps you cut up, like, coke? Yeah, no, I don't do that anymore. It's been a long, long time since I've done that shit. Okay, drugs that, are bad. Not man. saying that I wouldn't. It's just This is the anti-drug podcast, right? Yeah, we're sponsored oh, yeah. by Dare. Um, oh yeah, they need to bring that back in school. In schools, <laughs> it, it helped me so much. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, I won the essay contest. It really Remember the essay yeah. you have to write at the end? Yeah, I won that, and it clearly worked so well. <laughs> my life, my life is on track. Yeah, it really helped my generation. Where I, if you graduated in two thousand four. Pretty sure, like Oxycotton by Little White was your theme song. Those, yeah. yeah, I wrote a that's, poem that's back when it was safe, you know. Yeah, you don't have to worry about getting the Fetty in it. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting fetting on your Oxycotton. That's some fucked up shit they're doing at Purdue, I guess. Mm-hmm. I Fucking simpler times, man. <laughs> uh, we're I, I've had like probably ten people that I went to high school with that have died of overdoses. Pretty crazy. I've had two now in the last year. It's weird. It's like I'm fucking. It's it's, it's, it's an epidemic. It's sad. When you hear about it now, like when I'm 34 and I hear, I think I there was one like last this past summer. It's kind of like, dude, like how is that possible? Like you think like by the time you're 34, you would have like already died from it or would have gotten, gotten your shit together. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. Whoops. Sad. Stay off that junk, Carter. I know you're you're gonna be you're gonna be uh tempted in college and people are people are gonna offer you stuff. Just don't give in to peer pressure. Yeah, I hear there's a big heroin problem on the Oxford campus. Yeah, just everybody's loading up on heroin <laughs> all the time. That sounds pretty cool. I drink to be, heroin. And to be back in college. Well if you're in college you can't die. Like those are the rules. You're invincible. Treated, anyways. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's crazy. This week was uh, my first time at Hatfields. We showed up with Jimmy. That was a cool little venue there. Oh, was it really your first time? Yeah, there was that's a good show. Yeah, there was yeah, some I, guy sleeping I, on the couch when I came in. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's the uh, uh, that was a convenient to do. Oh, I don't think was, was it really? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't think he was sleeping. I just think he was like just being weird like listening to podcasts like in the corner like uh like like an autistic person i don't know it was vaughn that's who it was pretty much 
Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that room. It's it's a good show. John John Armstrong does does really good. It's mostly comedians, but like, I mean, it's an open mic. You're not going to get people. Yeah, I mean, it's and if people do show up that aren't comedians, they're usually assholes that punch your friend in the face for no reason. Yeah, dude, I I've been doing a lot of the, a lot more mics lately, and I like the shit that like just comedians because it helps you work out material and mm-hmm. and it's like when you go back to the club it's just so much easier it's like a workshop yeah yeah if you, if you know it's funny at a mic with just comedians and like they laugh then like it's probably funny yeah it also goes the other way where it's like oh comedians laughed at that because they're fucked up people and then like normal people probably wouldn't laugh at that because they have like a, a moral compass you know yeah dude wednesday night at funny stop it was the first time i'd done the club in like two weeks and i got like two applause breaks it was fucking awesome <laughs> oh, yeah. were there a lot of people there like audience members or um there's probably i think there was like 16 comedians and then there was probably like an equal amount of people that weren't comedians so it was, it was decent probably about 30 35 people somewhere around there but it was a good they were a great crowd though i mean they were just super like it sounded like a sold out crowd when you were on stage. Oh yeah. Weird. But I uh I did my first real Cincinnati mic this week. Nice. Yeah, so I saw all the uh the high tier comedians from down here, I guess. Cool. Uh, beforehand cool. really well, except I think I just deliver my jokes faster because I basically did our my entire co feature set in like seven minutes. Oh, so you were just like rapid firing, like just yeah, because I I was waiting for the light and I just never got it. And I like I looked at how long I did; it was only seven minutes, and then I, I thought that was like fifteen minutes worth of material. That happened. Uh, that happened to me last time I was like my last round of like co feature contest. I was like, I did like eight or nine minutes, and I'm like, I added a new joke to this set. I'm pretty sure last time I typed it out, it was 10 minutes. I must have been, like, talking fast or something. Yeah, I, I claim that I at least have 20 minutes for the show that you dropped in South Bend, because I have to go do that. Oh, with DeVito. Ray DeVito? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Have fun with that, man. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a long car ride. Uh, I'm not riding with him. Uh, yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm featuring I'm featuring for Ray Devito at the end of July. That'll be fun. I uh, congrats, dude. Yeah, I sent Pete that uh, hey, what weekend can I feature this summer? Text. And he was just like, what weekend are you open? <laughs> and I sent him a weekend. No response. <laughs> dude, he. It, He's, he's never responded to me once. I've like I've talked to him about like I've like texted him about hosting, and then like he just doesn't respond. And I wonder if it's because I, on on Facebook I'm James instead of Jimmy. I'm like I hope that's not confusing. You got a meatball as your profile pic for that's true time. too. I, I think I changed. I need to change that too. Now it's it's just like a picture of me and my friends. I probably should just do one that's just like my face. Yeah. I didn't because I'm not. I don't post on Facebook. I didn't realize like that would confuse the shit out of people because I'd send them like friend requests like, "Who is this James dude?" I know every time I would go to like message you on Facebook, I would look up Jimmy, and it would just would never. I know. I do it too. 
Oops, I'll, I gotta change that back. Well, now it's gotten to the point where Facebook knows when I type in Jimmy, it, James Killius pops up. So, like, it. See, it's learning. I think I've, like, searched for you so many times and clicked on your name that, that like, it just knows who I'm looking for now. Because I don't know any other Jimmy. <laughs> but I, I don't, Pete's the same way with me, though, man. Like, like he, he's that like that with everybody. Like, he'll. Like so, he gave me he gave me feature dates for the beginning of June, and I told him I couldn't do it because I was going to be in Outer Banks. And he's like, "Okay, I'll find you another weekend." And then, and then like the next week, I come in and ask him, and he's like, "He's like, I don't know, I haven't looked yet." And then Wednesday, I text him and was like, "Hey, Pete, I'm coming in tonight. Maybe we can talk about the feature weekend." And he said, "Okay." And then I come in and he's like. He's like, you'd be too pushy. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking? I've, I've asked you about it like once a month. <laughs> like, you know, like it's not. And if, if you're not aggressive, he'll just like forget and like not like bring it up yeah. to you. Like he's not going to come up to you. Right. And be like, hey, like you. I mean, but that's just how the business is. Like you have to be aggressive and like to get yourself booked, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I, I don't know. It's. I just didn't want to, I wanted to, I really wanted to get my first like feature set in before my two year mark. So I'm not going to accomplish that now, but I was trying to do it before I turned 20. That was, I wanted, I wanted my birthday weekend, but yeah, Landau brings his own. <laughs> When's your two year mark, John? Uh, July 3rd. Mm. Yeah. So I'll be like, I mean, I'm booked before my two year mark. So I guess I should maybe count that. I don't know, but I think I, I found out the day that I did my first set was May twenty third. So I started like two weeks before you did. Yeah, no, no, no like a it's month, a month. <laughs> like a month and a week. Idiot, like a month and a half. July. Oh wait, yeah, oh, July third. Yeah, I forgot. Forgot. No, I came to Funny Stop for like two weeks. The last two weeks in June, just to watch while i was like writing and the whole time i was drawing inspiration because i'm like i'm better than all of these people and then <laughs> did you, what was your first mic that you did me yeah it was it was a funny stop and it was a sold out crowd it was it was july 3rd it was the uh it was the cash contest oh it's, i remember i think that. steve Murs won and carter got second maybe yeah, oh, that was when I had the uh, the grand haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the grand uh, haircut. I had a buzzed head. Oh really? Were you doing like military shit or something? Or? I just thought it would be a good look. Were you just one of those guys that like buzzed their head, dude? I might, I might buzz my head. Do you think I could pull that off? I was seriously considering shaving my head. No, do not. No. Do it. <laughs> you will look so old. <laughs> <laughs> you look like Louis C.K. if you shaved. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like buzz like just like a portion of it and like leave the sides. Just shave them off. Yeah, just make it look like I'm balding. I thought about doing that for Halloween, like going as Louis C.K. Get like a really tight black T-shirt and just like shave like this part of my head and be like, "Who are you?" But like, get the goatee and be like, "I'm Louis C.K." <laughs> I wanted to do that, then have my friend go as Bill Cosby. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, I told, 
I told this I told Steve about this story, but my my first time doing comedy was so like I was so nervous because I was supposed to go third in in the show and I'm waiting to go up after the second person. I like stand up and I get ready to go on stage and Marv Connor was hosting and he's like he's like introducing the next person. He's like, This guy's a really good friend of mine and I'm like I don't know this guy, you know, he's like, he's like, everybody welcome to the stage, Steve Murs. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. And sat back down and Steve just went up there and murdered. <laughs> and like, I'm like, what the fuck? I got to follow this shit. You know, <laughs> it's like, so I got up there and, and had to go after somebody that had been doing comedy for like six years, you know, and it was, it, it was, it was fun, but I, and I did all right. I didn't do terrible, yeah. but I watched well, I- I walked up and was like, don't expect that. And like, that got a little laugh when I first walked up. When I first started, I would have to get so drunk because I had stage fright, a really bad stage fright. So I'd just get so drunk at uh, LVT that I just didn't care anymore. And I would always end up going like kind of like later, like towards the end of the night. And uh, yeah, I don't even really like, I remember my first few sets, but I don't even really remember like what I said or like anything in it recorded. I don't use any of those jokes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. I, I don't think I do either. I use the, I, I use the, uh, the one about Red Fox every once in a while about the sign on their door. That's, that's about it. That was in my first set. I would say your I remember that joke. comedy is when you drop the Browns to tailgate joke. <laughs> I, I am going to try to find a way to like, work that back in somehow but like tell it differently because I, I do think it's a funny story like that literally happened my dad got too high and sat in the car for the entire game because he was just so high yeah he never went into the game he's like i can't go in there's too many people yeah it's fucking hilarious <laughs> actually we just listened to the game on the radio yeah and we came back out and he was still sitting in the car well it's probably when they were shitty so like what tickets were only like what like 20 bucks um it was I don't know. It was yeah. It was like four or five years ago. I think it was the year before Hugh Jackson's first year. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a while ago. Did you spend a lot on tickets or like it was just like no? I think they were. I think they were my tickets still at that time. So I think that might have been my first year I had season tickets. So I've been in like six years now. I think. Do you have to like renew that every year? Like I'm on the automatic renewal, so yeah. I, I pay. I pay constantly basically so then mm-hmm. it's just like 30 bucks a month or whatever it is and then they, okay yeah or, no i think it's like more than that but anyways it's i pay it every month and then it just automatically renews and then i have to sign up if i want uh relocation or whatever which i do every year but i'm basically to the point now where like i'm waiting for people to die you know like oh, so you can get like good seats yeah, because I'm row, I'm one hundred one row ten. So like, I'm not moving up much further. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just... until somebody who like is like a been a season ticket holder for like eighty years, fucking kicks the bucket. Yeah, I just can't wait until this season because like tailgating is going to be so much fun. Oh, dude, I didn't even think about that. Like, I have like so, I have like so many so many more people I know that live in Cleveland now that it's like, like that it's nothing for like, for like comedians that live in Lakewood to come out and tailgate. 
like you can take an Uber there for ten bucks. You know, like it's yeah, it's like if you live in Lakewood to go to like where they tailgate, it's like it's like a ten minute car ride. It's like literally just like down the street, like on the short way, and like you just get off at that one exit and you're like there. Um yeah, do you think we're gonna go back to full capacity for like sporting events by like August or September, whenever they start? I hope so, man. I, I think they might they could do it and it would piss a lot of people off. But they could do it to where it's full capacity, but you can only come in if you've had the vaccine. I mean, they could yeah. do that. But <laughs> I mean, if we all get the vaccine, like, what's it matter? Yeah. I feel like it's kind of weird that, like, comedy, like, venues and stuff are so open, but I have a feeling there's just not going to be a concert for the longest time. I don't know, man. Yeah. We're going to have concerts this summer, especially, like, Blossom being outdoors. Like, it's... Maybe Blossom, but uh, I have a friend who works at the Agora, and she said she's probably not. Hopefully, the earliest they're going back is, like, July, so they can start getting all, like, the promotional stuff for, like, concerts ready for, like, end of August, early September. Yeah. Man, it would be so great to be able to go to a concert again. Mm -hmm. But, dude, I would have no problem with them doing that, like, having full-capacity venues with like you have to get the vaccine you have to have like a vaccine card to come in or whatever and they're private businesses so there's no reason why they couldn't do it it's not like they're infringing on your rights or anything and i think yeah. it, and i think it i think it would like influence more people to get the vaccine too i mean mm -hmm. it's also going to bring a lot of bunch of fucking just idiot fucking rednecks or like i'm not getting the fucking well, i mean i don't want to get my yeah <laughs> fucking idiots <laughs> i love the people that are like i don't i don't i don't want to get it i think it's got a microchip in it it's like dude you you are tweeting this from your cell phone right now like, right right they're like the government's tracking me it's like no you tell them like all of your thoughts on twitter every day like you live you have a social security number and like a fixed address like they know where you are. Like, what What do you think? Like, and why do people think, like, they're, like, worthy of, like, tracking? Right. <laughs> like, they're not going to get you Bubba Ray who sits in this trailer living off, like, your disability fraud. Like, fuck off. It's just so annoying because it's, like, we could go back to, like, being cool and having fun again if you would just get, get a shot, which these people also, over the course of their lifetime – have probably received many vaccines because they didn't get like measles or mumps or polio. Yeah. You know, like you have to get vaccines before you go to school or they won't let you in school, like even college. I don't know. I've met multiple people that are not vaccinated at all here. And I am very confused as to why. Really? When I went to Ken, yeah. I was told I couldn't go like live in the dorms if I needed like an update on like my polio or something, or, yeah. Like, there was a dude that lived in my hall freshman year. That I knew his mom was anti-vaxxed. Oh, that's so scary! I'd be pissed. I'd be like, I want to live by was, your. Was he homeschooled? Yes, probably. I don't know. It's like you can't go to public schools as a yeah. kid if you're not vaccinated. For I just like this is a public college, and he goes here. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they really track it as far as college that much but like as far as like like public like elementary schools and shit like that you have to be vaccinated even uh, private even private i went when i went to catholic school so i had to get vaccinated you're in the hasidic jewish commu community or something like that because they don't vaccinate their kids 
Oh yeah, or like a like a like a weird like Jehovah Witnessy. Yeah, I know. I know my one of my mom's friends. Her kids aren't vaccinated. Are they, they sickly? Yeah, they just run around snot nose and just disgusting <laughs> all the time. What is her defense when she's like, "I don't vaccinate my kids"? I don't. Well, she's like a chiropractor, so like she just doesn't understand science at all. <laughs> that's, that's she like? Yeah. Is she like one of those indigo like people? Yeah, like she rubs like, crystals on people to heal them. Because yeah, well, that works. Magic is real. Magic is real. Instead of like body wash and deodorant. I just rub some sapphire crystals on me, and I'm I'm good to go. That explains a lot. Well, it, it's just caused by all of like the toxic negative energy that your aura produces, and not like bacteria and like stuff like that. Since everything is just negative energy. Yeah. What sign are you, Jimmy? I'm not gonna be Joe Rogan and just agree with you right now. I don't think that's true. At all. What? Said so I'm not gonna be Joe Rogan and just agree with my guest. I don't think that. Uh, I think you need to wear deodorant, people. That's John. John, you're you're a doubter, and it's your negative it's chakra is affecting this yeah. podcast. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, if you smoke DMT, if you smoke DMT, you would understand. I have not, but I have done mushrooms and a lot of other drugs. What sign are you, Carter? I'm a Taurus. A Taurus? Yeah. What does that mean? Like you're an asshole? Like you're you're stubborn? No, Do you believe in that shit? Cock. He was a car that every high schooler in the early 2000s drove. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's I don't. That's a major turnoff for me for with like girls um, when they like truly genuinely believe that their like astrological sign like affects like everything in their life. I don't get like it doesn't. What is what is it? Like a total Gemini to me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm two faced. I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. When's your birthday? Five twenty one eighty six. But I have no idea what any of that means. Like I don't think it means anything. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it's just it's nonsense. Like somebody made up, and like people people take it so seriously. Yeah, uh, Gemini's are two-faced and conniving, and um, yeah, that's all I know about Gemini's. <laughs> Man, yeah. So uh, I don't know. We talked about we're going to talk about the uh, Miami shit a little bit more. What do you think about? What do you guys think about that? I'm not going to play any clips, news clips today. Um, what do you think about the whole thing with Miami and spring break, like? Is it kind of their fault for like letting people come there in the first place? Like, I, well, I mean, you like they can't. It's, it feels like Florida's doing something that's like too late now because I mean they clearly did not care at the beginning. Like they barely had a lockdown. They barely went and like enforced their restrictions. And now that it's like really, really, really bad, they're like, oh fuck! Like we have a state of emergency. Like they and they should have prepared for this because this happened last year at the beginning. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, what did you think was gonna fucking happen? Yeah, they could have put like appropriate like limits on hotels and shit to where like if the hotels don't get booked up, like they're not gonna people aren't gonna come if they can't get a hotel, you know? Exactly. Like, or just like close it off or you know. But I don't know, Florida Florida's a state full of uh uh just very charming people and uh yeah, no, they should have 
They should have done. They should have done more to prevent it. They knew it was gonna. They had a year to fucking prevent this shit. What's the state of emergency? Like, what's the reason? Like, the cases are just skyrocketing. They're skyrocketing, and they've had like massive fucking partying on the beach and on the streets and shit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, crazy dude. It looks like it looks like a scene from like MTV Spring Break. Whenever you look at the news. Oh really? Yeah. (laughs) Like they're just. Chicks walking around bikinis everywhere, dude. That sounds fun, but like, what did they think was gonna happen? Like, I don't understand how. Like, nobody told the gov, like, governor, and was like, "Hey, we're gonna get an influx of people from all over the country. They come every year. They didn't give a fuck last year. It's like, what? Shit, they're lucky. They didn't get a spring break. What? Like, Miami didn't do a spring break this year. Uh, we're just doing wellness days, so we get five random days off throughout the semester. Oh, to like catch up, or why? Why wouldn't you get like like an actual spring break? They don't want people leaving campus and coming mm-hmm. back. Oh, that's shitty. Kind of smart yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like, I get it. I mean, if more colleges did that, you probably wouldn't have the problems that you're having down in Miami right now. Yeah, I mean, we like we basically don't have a COVID problem anymore on campus. We legitimately had, we were like the worst campus in the fall and now we're like the best because of actual herd immunity. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about like all those people who are at spring break going back to their college campuses, then giving it to everybody on campus. And then by summer, you know, that, that we could, have another like influx of disease like this is gonna yeah yeah how are they what are they gonna do so like they're these all these people are just gonna leave and go spread it around to college campuses which is like another densely populated place and then all those people are gonna leave for summer and then go spread it to their like hometowns and states and stuff yeah dude i think it's gonna be i think we're gonna be fine with the vaccine i think like the more people that get the vaccine and are okay mm-hmm. after they get the vaccine are going to convince people that were kind of hesitant to get it to get it. I don't know. I want to wait to get a vaccine. I'm not. But, like, you have people like my my uh, my brother's mother-in-law who doesn't want to get it. And it's like, well, they're not going to let you around their kids if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, because their kids can't get it can't get the vaccine that's how my sister is i'm like not allowed to see my parents or uh my nephew because i go out and i touch a dirty microphone five nights a week that's a problem (laughs) i I feel like uh once a lot of people get the vaccine too i mean it's 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 kind of like a like a thing to like ease everybody's mind you know it's like oh i got the vaccine like i'm not gonna be as scared as i as i was i feel like covid's just slowly gonna gonna fade away as more and more people get vaccinated because it's like not gonna be that big of a deal to people because they think they like can't get it most the most i think the most risky i've been during the entire pandemic was probably being at your house jimmy i think that was not really not that like i think your house is like specifically like dirty but that was the first time i've been around like anybody like people, people there, yeah, like people without a mask on. Like it's that was the first time I've ever. Oh, you should have been there at Halloween. It was way worse. There was way more people there, and it was, was like nobody got COVID. Yeah, I don't know. It was, but it was to to me, it was worth it because I needed it. Like 
mentally. You know, like it was. Yeah, that's that's why I did it. I needed it too. I was like, dude, I live alone. Like, I don't have a roommate. I don't even have a pet. I'm like, I want people in my house. I want to want to have fun. Yeah. I've been pretty irresponsible. I don't know about you guys through the entire pandemic. I mean, I, I like I go to bars, I go to restaurants, I go to open mics. I have. I don't I've, think it's real. Shut the fuck up. You wouldn't. Shut up. I really don't. We, Me and Carter went to that house show that was like, surprised we didn't fucking get hepatitis there. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Just just socially distance wise. Yeah. yeah. I just remember that hot chick coming up to me and having a conversation with me and I thought she was hitting on me and then her boyfriend comes over and sits down. Yeah, but that's what it looked like. We were, I remember that. Like, we were all standing in the corner, like, oh, dude, look at Carter talking to this, like, girl. Like, it looked like you guys were, like, flirting, but I guess she was just being nice. Yeah, because I was a girl talks to you and is really interested in your life and your day. Doesn't mean she's hitting on you. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. (laughs) Like, why would you? (laughs) Why would you ever misconstrued something like that? Like, it's 2021, Carter, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, her boyfriend was he like pissed, or is he just like maybe they were trying to get a threesome with you? Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Damn. Would you, would you do it? Oh yeah. I would let him lick my booty hole. <laughs> That's good. You're you're a you're a you're a good sport. Was she that hot? Was she worth it? Like I'd fuck you and your, and your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I would have. Uh man yeah they're they're lucky that uh they're lucky that atlanta shooter didn't make it down to florida because that's where he was going yeah we're not we're over that already because yeah. of like nonsense at like spring break that i didn't really look into that what he went into like just the building and killed three different three different massage parlors and killed eight women uh six of which were asian women was it like a normal massage parlor or was it a well, that, I don't think that's known. Like, it's not like it's he. So, what basically what happened was the cops took his story and just like put it out into the media, like it was the truth. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, he had a bad day." I'm like, yeah. "I have bad days. I've had a bad year, and I've never wanted to kill a bunch of Asian women." No, he said he said he had a sex addiction, and that these places were like temptation that he wanted to get rid of, basically. And the cops were like the cop that was like saying this in the press conference was like saying it like it was like it was like like anybody this could happen to anybody you know like it was yeah, like I, I read that that he they handled that like horrible I get it like putting out like oh like his motive like in his words and then but you also have to be like yeah he's a crazy person like well, yeah and and there's the fact that like hate crimes are prosecuted with a lot more serious penalties. So, he wasn't charged with the hate crime. Right. So, of course, you're going to... Well, they, they haven't charged him yet. They haven't figured out what they're charging him with yet. But, Murder. But, like... But, like, of course you're going to try to get out of being charged for a hate crime. Like, it's just... I don't know. It, What's it matter? It, He's going to get killed. life in prison anyways. He shot yeah. eight people. Like, he could have killed... Like, if he had a sex addiction and he wanted to, like, remove a temptation of sex addiction, he could have killed, like, hookers. 
Like on the he street. killed himself. No, he I, killed himself or chopped his dick off. Or I, I just remember they posted a picture of the massage parlor and it was called Young Asian Massage Parlor. It was not. It was called, <laughs> it was called Young's Asian Massage Parlor. Oh, and weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, wait, it was really called Young's? Young's. Like it was some like last name. name. Yeah. Young. But, like, that's still, it just says like, young he, Asian massage. He, he did that on purpose. <laughs> like, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. That's. And the crazy. dude, as soon as you see the picture of the dude, you're like, all right, that looks like a mass shooter. You, you know? Yeah, like, they're not hard to, like, figure out. Like, I mean, like people, like, there, there was shit leading up to it, I know. We just ignore it in this country. Like, every time they show, like, a, uh, like a mass shooter, you're never like, wow. He was just like a guy that just snapped. He was like an upstanding. No, it's people who look like me with like long hair and beards and like crazy eyes, like like that. But the dude that child those people in like uh, Colorado because he thought he was the Joker or whatever at the Dark Knight. This is like like ten years ago, like over ten years mm. ago. Do you remember that in Aurora? Yeah. Do you remember yeah, that? Who does a joke about that? About that? What? Uh, I think somebody does a joke where they're like, or I think Dane Cook did a joke back in the day where he was like, I bet somebody in the movie theater while they were watching the movie, because it was such a shitty movie, he was like, God, I hope somebody shoots me right now. No. <laughs> that guy looked crazy. He's, his eyes are like bulging out of his head, and it's just like, who the fuck would sell this dude a gun? And uh, just for the record, The Dark Knight was a badass movie. Fuck you, Carter. Yeah, you don't know, like the Dark Knight, <laughs> or no? What it's like a it's like a four or it's a long ass movie, and I think the joke was uh, yeah, it is long. God, going on hour three, somebody shoot me, <laughs> dude! I heard, I heard that uh, I want, I'm gonna watch it because I I'm a DC fan, but I heard Jack, Zack Snyder's cut was badass of Justice League. I kept falling asleep because like, it's a four hour. Movie. Yeah, I also heard it was four four hours, hours. <laughs> four hour movie. It's, so it's hard. Like, my brother told me to watch it in different, like in different settings, basically, <laughs> like in two or three settings. Yeah, I have to restart it because, like, I fell asleep and I was like, "Oh, this is still going on," and I like, I fell asleep like pretty early, and I paused, and I was like, "Oh, it's not even like halfway through," and I was, I was asleep for like an hour and a half. Like Jesus yeah. Christ! You gotta rewatch. I fell asleep during uh, Neighbor Getz's new special last night. Yeah, oh, it's so, out. Yeah, it came out yeah. Thursday. Oh, it's so funny, that. dude. <laughs> the, he does. He does a joke that I like. Wish I would have thought of on it. It was, it was like uh, when you forget your cell phone at home and you have to like wait in line for something. You feel so awkward. Like everybody's like, you're just like looking at everybody and everybody's looking back at you. Like where the fuck's your phone, dude? Like what? Like <laughs> why do you? Why don't you have your phone on here? <laughs> <laughs> and it's true like because whenever whenever you like look over and somebody doesn't have their phone and they're just like looking around the room it seems so weird when you're waiting in line or something you know what i, I never realized nate bargatze is like a clean comic yeah i didn't realize that yeah, was so special. yeah he doesn't swear he doesn't do like any sex jokes really mm-hmm. yeah and or, or like drugs or anything it's just yeah. about him being like awkward and like his dad, I always love, like, he has another joke about him going to the hospital and, like, his dad coming from, like, a gig as a magician. And, like, it's like his mom was in sweatpants and his dad was in a tuxedo. And it's like, they just looked like a divorced couple that, like, one of them wasn't paying the child support. Like, 
I mean, I mean, he's just his. He this is just a great comedian. Like his dead horse joke is one of my favorite jokes mm-hmm. of all time, and it's like it's super clean. I think everybody says Brian Regan's like the best clean comic. I think it's Nate Bargatze. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, I, well, that's what like he's just so good. You don't even notice that he's clean. And I'm saying his name several times because I found out that I was saying it wrong for like five years. So how do you say it? I was saying it wrong. What? It's Bergazzi. I've been saying Bergazzi. I would I would say Bergazzi too. Yeah, it's Bergazzi. Yeah. yeah, he was on the he was on the Good Ones podcast this past week, and he was like, "Yeah, it's Bergazzi. We're not." He's like, "We did 23 and Me. I'm not Italian at all." Like it's. <laughs> he's like, if it was Bergazzi. It's like everybody would expect you to be Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's he has a joke about being like Italian, and like one of his he, early... he thought he was Italian. Oh, really? And then they, it was... they always thought they were Italian, and then he was like, "I we did twenty three and me, and like not at all, like not one percent." Wow! Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine that shit? Like, like I've always thought, like my mom's one hundred percent Sicilian. Like, it, like she came from Sicily. Well, her her grandparents moved from Sicily, and her and her mom and dad were both like first generation Sicilian immigrants or second generation, I guess, because their parents moved here. I think that's how it works. I don't know, but but yeah, that would be weird if I like got a twenty three man test and it was like, no, you're not Italian. Yeah, I'm not Sicilian. <laughs> I always think I'm German. I was told my my last name is German. But like, I bet if I do a twenty three in me, I'm like, I'm not gonna be German like at all. I'm gonna be like some weird Eastern European country. Yeah, I think we just don't know where it comes from. I think Kilius is definitely German, but there's also the thing where like when people came to America, they got like assigned names and shit. So like, you don't know if that's like your real last name. It it changed not when people not when we came to Ellis Island. It changed over in Germany for some reason. Apparently, we were like Kilhelm. For some reason, and then it, some weird happened. I don't know. Yeah, my my uh, my mom's side of our family, um, her whole life she went by Venet, and and uh, didn't know until like right before her dad died, and they found her, they found his original birth certificate that it was Venuto, and they changed it to Venet to make it sound more American. I guess I don't I don't know. You don't want to get hate crimed. Yeah. Yeah, because America is the country of hate crimes and opportunity. It's... Do they have that in like Europe? Do they have like hate crimes that like? Oh yeah, I don't listen to like the European news. Yeah, they do. It's just different. It's different groups. They it's like gypsies bullied their like first lady or princess or yeah, whatever. they're they're real racist against blacks over in England and France. Who wait? They bullied the first like, the princess. Yeah, the apparently the royal family is really racist. Oh, shocker! Yeah, that the uh, the people who like colonized the world and invented like institutional racism. Yeah, that, that report was like that they the the royal family was like voiced their opinion that they were like worried about how dark the baby was gonna be. Oh yeah, in the Oprah interview. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, but um. I don't give a fuck about the royal family. Like, why are they a thing? I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. Like, that's the thing I don't understand. They have no power. Like, fuck the Queen of England. Come on, her tits. They basically made a deal. This is how I look at it. I don't know if this is, like, the truth, but it seems to me, like, they basically made a deal with, with, like, 
the British people at some point were like, they're like, we're going to have a prime minister and a parliament that controls everything and we'll secede this power. Like as long as you pay for us to live our Royal life, the rest of eternity, like, you know, like that's basically how it seems that it, that it happened. And people, they don't people do liked it. Like they got rid of the monarchy for a minute and they set up like, parliament and then for whatever reason they reinstituted the monarchy yeah they're considered a democratic monarchy now which is like like technically i think the queen of england has the power to like veto laws but she never does because like yeah because they have like that weird deal or whatever but it's like if she wanted to she could but like it would be on so like so on principle like nobody's used that in like a hundred years or something they just started doing like the off with their head thing again just started like ordering people to be decapitated like Ariana grande or something i don't know they're fucking weird have you seen the royal family have you seen like the the dude who's gonna like secede the queen or whatever prince philip whatever the fuck his name is dude he looks like a monster he looks like fucking nose for too he's fucking scary looking <laughs> like that's what you give him i know i know heart. he just got heart surgery and i'm just like why are we giving that dude that's already dead more body parts uh well it was probably like a, a nice he probably got like a good young like child heart from like the jeffrey epstein island yeah it's probably a black child too because they're so racist um Racist. <laughs> Fuck the Queen of England. No, uh, we we do have a comedy clip to get into. Let me see where we're at. Um, yeah, we'll go. In. I do got to go in a bit. Yeah, we'll get into my it. brother what do you and do? best friend are visiting. Who? My brother and best friend are visiting. Dumb. We're your best friends now. <laughs> okay. Comedy is all about sacrifices, Carter. And if you can't, if you can't do that, you're never gonna, you're never gonna hack it, man. I also have to go to work. Yeah. In an hour. Who's who's performing? Uh oh, it's like a Instagram guy, Country Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. His, his opener is really funny. <laughs> what is he funny? His opener is really funny. Oh, uh, that's cool. What, what's the clip? So one of my yeah one of my favorite comedians we haven't had on the podcast yet is Hannibal Burris, um, and uh, my favorite clip from him this is the uh, New Orleans parade joke. This is from uh, Comedy Central stand up YouTube page. How's it going, everybody? Yeah. Uh, I travel all the time for work. My favorite place to travel is New Orleans, mostly because you can drink in the street. That's a big deal to be able to drink in the street. And I love going into a bar that, hey, give me a Jameson ginger ale. It's a go. I don't like this place. I don't like this place. I don't like the music you're playing. I think that chair is weird. Give me my drink in a plastic cup to go. And I'm hitting the streets with that drink. I'll go to another bar with that drink in my hand and I'll be ahead of the game already. I went to this restaurant in New Orleans called Coops. Went into the bathroom, huge rat in the bathroom of Coops. Rat looked at me like, what are you doing here? That was his vibe. It's very negative. <laughs> very negative vibe. Also, I'm just assuming that it was a he. I think rats are dudes. That's a dude trait to be a rat. All rats are dudes. Unless he's giving birth right there. You're like, okay, 
that might be a lady rat. <laughs> or it could be a dude rat playing an elaborate trick on us. You never know. Rats are rats. So me and the rat, we held eye contact for several moments. Uh, uh, I broke eye contact first. He was definitely the alpha in that situation. I went to my seat. The server comes up. Hey, you guys decided on what you want. I said, you know, I don't think we're going to get anything. I just saw a rat in the bathroom. He said, man, we are right by the Mississippi River. These buildings are 200, 300 years old. There are rats everywhere. Even the five-star restaurants have rats. Somehow he made me feel like the weirdo for bringing up rats to the restaurant. I don't know what type of Jedi mind trick this was. He confused the hell out of me because I still ended up ordering food there. Well, I guess I had the strip of grits there. My bad for bringing up the whole rat thing. That was real mean of me. It was inconsiderate. I'm so drunk. My bad, man. But it's a great city. Good music, good food, good partying. So last year, we threw my cousin's bachelor party that I'm the best man. I'm in charge of the party. That's a big responsibility. I wanted to be unique. Somebody suggested, said, Hannibal, you should hire a second line to follow you through the street. I said, what is that? He said, a second line is a band, mostly brass instruments. You can hire them to follow you through the street. So basically in New Orleans, for $300, you can have your own parade on a day's notice. <laughs> I said, this sounds great. How do I do this? You got to go to the police station. They have a parade department. New Orleans police has a parade department. There's homicides, narcotics, and there's parades. <laughs> there's other departments too, but you know, rule of threes for comedy. So I go to the police station. <laughs> I love meta jokes. Hey, I want to throw a parade. All right, how many people in your parade? I'd five of us. <laughs> All right, five people parade. Do you need help making a route for you? Yeah, I need help making a route. This is your city. I'm not from it. This policeman in full uniform starts helping me make a route for a five-person parade. <laughs> and he was real nice about it. Okay, you don't want to hit Bourbon Street too fast. You probably want to start on Canal Street, Fairland, and you work your way towards Bourbon Street. You get on Iberville. Some people on that street will probably join your parade. Because <laughs> strangers just join your parade. That's part of it. Somebody's walking by themselves, they see you. Oh, that looks like a very accessible parade right there. I'm gonna jump in that walk with them for a few blocks. It's way better than walking alone. I can walk with a band behind me. That's the best iPod ever. So no brainer. <laughs> so now everything is set. We got the band book. We got our route. The next day after dinner, we go to that corner waiting for us there is the band and a three-piece police escort because in New Orleans, for $300, you could destroy traffic on a day's notice. <laughs> the streets are yours for a very small price, and we just start walking around. That's all you do is walk around, band behind you, police in front of you. It's the best way to walk around. I know this because I've been walking around since 1983, and this is the most fun I had doing it. It's not even close. <laughs> Of course, of course, we got to get drinks, so I'll stop at a bar. Hey, give us five Jameson ginger ales to go. This place sucks. We got our goddamn parade happening outside. <laughs> get out of here. Do you see the energy out there, sir? <laughs> then when we get outside with the drinks, one of the cops says, man, watch you get drinks. You should have just bought a whole bottle of liquor beforehand. <laughs> 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 Direct quote from a uniformed New Orleans police officer. I'm so glad that I don't live there because if I did, all I do was drink, gamble, and throw parades with myself all the time. <laughs> Is that him again? Yeah, 6:30 on Monday. That's Hannibal time right there. I don't know why he does it on Monday. That seems like a weekend thing to do. Hey, thanks a lot, y'all. Uh, I fucking love that joke, but 
Yeah, that was like one of my favorite bits of his. That that was like like one of the first jokes I heard. I was like, oh my god, he's fucking just amazing. Yeah, I love Hannibal because like it, he's to me he's the best. He's the best like dialogue comedian. I love when he like goes in on stuff like at the end where it's like like oh that's Hannibal like he explains like his reasoning for doing stuff you know he really like breaks down the joke. Yeah. It's it's like his his jokes are like it seems to me like his specials are like ninety percent dialogue when, he, when mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy I could never I could never do that I would feel so weird yeah 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 it's it's, it's like a conversation with himself like he'll have like both both sides of the conversation like he's like up there talking to himself yeah and I my favorite thing from Hannibal was his last special Miami Nights. I mean, he did the uh, what was the was it Waka Flocka? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I I love that special. Yeah, I just didn't think that would translate in audio very well. So I didn't I, uh, I liked when he kept uh, uh, he would um, like interrupt like the the, the thing to do like a like a, I don't know what the fuck you call it like a like a like a bit like you know like interrupt the show like when he would talk about hosting a game show and then he would cut away to that like montage of like demonic like faces and stuff he's like the prophecy will will be fulfilled <laughs> like that was that was my favorite part of that special Dude, the whole but right now i'm not hosting a game show yeah i don't know if anybody i don't know if very many people have seen it but uh um hassan minaj his his homecoming special was like the first one I think to where it was like multimedia, really. He had mm-hmm. like a slideshow incorporated in it. Yeah. And like after he did that, like it seemed like everybody started going in that direction. Like like Judd Apatow basically did the same thing that Hassan did, and and it was a good special. But then like Hannibal took it to like the next level, like where he had like the fucking music and the fucking. And the green screen and shit or whatever it was. Yeah. And then, like, it's, it's, I love that special, but. Is this still on YouTube for free? I yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's how he released it. And his, that special, his, the opening to it was like the first time he ever did comedy or whatever. That is amazing. Yeah. It's actually like a hilarious <laughs> ass joke. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that about does it. Carter's got to get to work. Yeah. I really um, got to go. You guys have to promote or no? No. You're a promoter? Uh, no, do you have anything to promote to tell people? No, you guys. Follow me, Carter D38. <laughs> That's all, right. all my social. All right. Come to LVC at 9 o'clock every Wednesday, Lakewood Village Tavern. There's a very, very good open mic. And uh, uh, come see me at the Funny Stop on um uh, the 26th, whatever, 25th, 25th, whatever day that is. I think that's a Thursday. Uh, it's it's the it's the next round of the co-feature contest. That's oh. also five to promote. You're this Thursday. Uh, yeah, with uh, Cam Tanea, uh, man, man, man. I only met him like once or twice. Yeah, you know it's never gonna end, right? Yeah, it's just gonna go to like fucking July. <laughs> every every time, every, every Thursday, they're like everybody moved on. I'm like, okay, cool. Who moved on last Thursday? Everybody. everybody. <laughs> Christ! Like, All right. Who's in it? it? Was Teddy, Dan Myers, and and Precious? Everybody moved on. Yep. Good. Good for them. Good for I'm them. I'm trying to leave, so shut up. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Later, guys. 
Have a good one. I'll, I'll see you, buddies. <laughs> Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petrie. Logo designed by Brian Gallagher. Music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole.